Before pregnancy and birth were branded as medical events, before doctors and technology took the starring roles in our collective cultural drama, birth was honored as an experience of transformation. Through it, women were transformed into mothers. Couples were transformed into families. Cultures and the cosmos were wholly renewed. I want to invite you on a journey to reimagine pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. I hope you will feel inspired by the rich tradition of community care and collective wisdom that exists within and between us all, and come to see pregnancy, birth, and motherhood as experiences of revolutionary potential that are essential to our thriving as a human family. I'm your host, Tamara Day Shriver. This is the birth of a mother. All right, welcome everyone. This is Tamara, and today I have the immense pleasure of being in conversation with my dear friend, mentor, teacher, Therese Jornlin. Um, Therese is one of these people that really transcends labels, so it's difficult to describe um, who she is because she stills out in all directions. But if I was going to describe Therese, I would say that Therese is a teacher, a healer, an ancient wisdom keeper a ceremonialist, a mother. Um, She's a practitioner of so many different modalities, including medical Qigong, yoga, breath work. She studied with the Dalai Lama and Mother Teresa and many others. She has a master's in theology from Duke University. Um, For over 30 years, Therese has been teaching a course that she created called Women Awake that awakens women to the power of their bodies and female biology. Um, She's got an awesome TED Talk and a great audio course on her website that I'll link to in the notes for this episode. And I think that that captures some of of what Therese is. So Therese, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for agreeing to be in conversation with me today. Oh, yeah. I love our conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. So in this first season of what I'm trying to create, which I'm calling Conversations with Elders, I'm sort of retracing the steps of my own pregnancy journey the first time around and talking to the elders and wisdom keepers that made a difference in my own journey. Um, And so I was remembering back of becoming pregnant with Francis for the first time and my confusion at what was on offer in popular culture and my dismay that a lot of the stories that I found talked a lot about my baby but offered almost no deep acknowledgement or recognition of my own birth as a mother and my stepping into this new role and this new identity. Um, And I remember you were one of the first people that I shared that with that was like, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, And you gave me so much affirmation and in your own life story, shared so many similar things of, of what I went through. And so I was hoping that to start, we could kind of talk about um, pregnancy and birth, not just as an isolated experience, but of an experience related to the whole of our lives, um, and to this much more expansive story. I know that's a broad place to start, but can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So in some ways, because 
what happens to a woman's body, there's this big thing that appears, you know, uh, that's sort of unmistakable. So there's something that is triggered, I think, in her mind or her body and her lived experience that, well, this is, this is something huge that's that's going on and then you know the the meeting with the outer world is either medical uh, mechanical or um like a rub of the belly or oh what do you do or something you know something like that so in some ways it's the only time in in a woman's life where there's some connection with like whoa there's some massive capacities that are moving in me and um they tend not to be brought out, you know? So I feel like the experience for those women who have the experience of their cycle nature, they have their first period, which is usually a negative experience or a shameful experience. So the pregnancy experience is actually completely connected to what would be an initiation for for that movement of the body, you know, that movement that that happens. So it it wouldn't be so isolated between the first menstruation and um, the end of menstruation at, at menopause. So, you know, what's happening in that time is it's in Qigong, it's where heaven is meeting earth through the vessel of a human being. It's where the unmanifest energy is going to be made manifest through this vessel. So a woman enters an initiation of being something so much more than her name or her story or her whatever the the sacred biology gets awakened and activated and you know it's very challenging if there's not a culture that acknowledges this movement for the sake of the whole community you know so the mother is actually in most uh most ancient cultures really across the globe is is really the cent- you know the center of the medicine wheel for the health of the whole in that way it's like about the person but it's also not about the person so you start to realize your larger nature and then, mm-hmm. then there's there's very little there to guide you. Yeah. Can you tell me about your own experiences of pregnancy and birth and what those woke you up to or how they changed your relationship with yourself or with the world or with your body? Yeah, it was really, you know, just when you were opening um, your experience of like, wait a minute, you know, what, what, like I'm pregnant and you're, you're, you were feeling that dissonance you described in the beginning, that is such a powerful guide. You know, when our body is having an experience in anything and we're feeling like, you know, there's a dissonance, there's information there that is so important. So you're tapping into something that is awakening in your body that is of value. And the dissonance is a a very important guide, you know, Um, and we're rewriting we're rewriting the, the story. I don't want to say rewriting. We're reclaiming the sacred biology, our sacred biography. You know that the body is actually the cathedral. Body is actually the the the, the guru, the doctor, the teacher, the you know all of that. So it's been quite a, a journey for me. So I have three children, and I had two miscarriages, and so I refer to them as you know each each pregnancy, each child. Yeah, it's like sitting at the foot of the greatest teacher, I was sort of struck by all the things you said that I've done. And I'm just like, you know, it's been my life story. You know, it's been, it's been, my life is my, my practice, you know, my life is my teacher and um, the children, probably the the most powerful, both from conception, the birth to uh, learning who I am 
in their company, who the human being is. And uh, so my, my first um, was, they're each so different. I'm trying to think of which to, you know, gosh, we could talk about that for an hour, you know? know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think what I, I had practiced by that point in depth in, 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 in yoga and um, in Qigong and uh, the philosophies and, um, and how it's somatized, you know, because these are all somatic practices. But there was there was really nothing like uh, pregnancy to go like whoa. There's a whole other knowledge and um, wisdom that is not being talked about, and it, it didn't come up in yoga sutras. It didn't come up in you know. And for all that these traditions, which I still practice, there's you know there is a um, a masculine influence or it's missing some of just the animistic fleshy messy you know um part of coming into um yeah the fullness of of love through yes through flesh and mess and attachment what is attachment my baby's attached you know inside me so it's like okay detachment buddhist detachment is like wait a minute you know i think my path has been through attach attachment through my senses you know so so the first um pregnancy was a surprise even though we knew we wanted children so it had a whole a whole a whole thing to it and i didn't know home birth thank god i didn't know i was supposed to be afraid so i feel like the universe had me like in this bubble or something so i i didn't have what so many women have to deal with now there's just so much information and and competition, weird competition and all of that. So I was just sort of in this bubble and I just interviewed, um, I was, I was pretty shocked and like, oh my gosh. And even knowing, um, knowing what we wanted children. And when I look back at that, if they're with the tribe, you know, if there was a circle of women, um, it would have been a totally different experience. Those first, those first few months, you know, um, so Andrew really initiated me, you know, every Mother's Day, I, I sent him, you know, Mother's Day cards, thank you for initiating me into this path that is just like, who knew, you know, it's a core, it's a core. Of, and I've studied a lot of, a lot of stuff. So, and the miscarriages were, um, were huge, and they continue to, I really feel contact with what that opened up in me in terms of, of our bodies, the, the, the cycling nature of the female body is, um, you know, death and birth, you know, we do that every month in menstruation and, you know, death is really the center of the creative cycle. So it's like, I, I, I definitely, you know, it's so, it's so exiled at, at, at huge cost to mechanicalizing all of life, you know? So, so the miscarriages were, were huge carved out incredible depth in myself that I later in my life returned to just like labor, every labor that I got to feel all, all of it and be present to it opened up strength and capacities in myself that I just have a flipping deep well now hmm. because of a lot of things, but in big, big, in big ways, because of the three full-term births and the things that got birthed through those other, other two miscarriages was and by the third, by the, so I did, I did choose to have children, uh, Andrew at home, but it was a very logical decision. I just interviewed three doctors and I, I again, I didn't have all the stuff about it. I just thought, okay, I'll go see who I resonate with. And 
and now that I look back, I, I think, yeah, the, those doctors had left the hospital that was living in Chicago because they saw what, what was happening to women, but I didn't even, I didn't know anything, you know? And so they had to work really, really hard. I realize now because it was so against the grain, which I didn't, I just, yeah, I just had such innocence about it. And it just made more sense to me, yeah. um, ironically. And I felt actually safer and, you know, the backup plan, all that. So the experience of home birth and by the second one, you know, um, I had more awareness. And then the, the third, the third birth was, was just amazing. Just get to, you get to risk growing these strength, you know, hmm. um, and surrender, you know, yeah. surrender is a big one. Yeah. Um, two things that are really coming up for me in listening to your story, um, in my experience, giving birth to Francis for the first time, and having myself studied a lot of different spiritual traditions in my 20s and coming to this experience, I I really expected um, transcendence. Um, I felt like I walked in thinking I was going to use different breath practices or yoga poses and sort of transcend the body. And my journey was the complete opposite direction. It felt like actually being led inescapably into my own body but that that pathway was the portal into everything else, into relationship, into presence, into connection with the world. Um, and when you talk about that cycle intelligence, I feel like I felt that so profoundly in particularly my pregnancy experience with Francis, where the first movement for me was not this upward ascension of like feeling great. It was the opposite direction of slowing down and feeling like, all of my protective mechanisms were somehow unraveling and feeling so like vulnerable and emotional and just being led really into the depths of myself in a new way right. um, and getting, getting the opportunity to integrate that, to not push away or deny those parts of my experience, but to welcome them in with a greater sense of compassion and love for myself. But I think our culture so misses the opportunity of what you might consider like darkness or the underworld or going in, um, you know, miscarriage and death that you're talking about, that all of these experiences are part of that creative cycle. They're part of being human and what it is to be human. And so um, it feels like we're living in this time where there's this big project of reintegration going on of like welcoming back all of the different parts of ourselves. Yeah. Um, I know in your own work, when I took your course, Women Awake, you talk a lot about um, the menstrual cycle and how the womb holds that intelligence. Can yeah. you talk more about the wisdom of the menstrual cycle and, and how women specifically um, or people who bleed are invited into that knowing each month? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just, I, I'm just loving hearing about, you know, transcendence, tra transcending without embodying with transcendence without embodiment is like delusion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so, so it's, it's, it's more about imminence. Is that the right word or incarnating? You know, mm -hmm. so we are energy, we are spirit incarnating. So even in some of the language of, of um, you know, just all that's, all, all the spirituality that's kind of sprouting up today. And, you know, when people speak about ascension, ascension, I was like, no, I'm interested in descension. 
Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word, but you know, it's like yeah, the descent, descending into form, and really through the experience of of children and the negation of the earth and the body and mess and the cycle. Um, I'm not sure any of us have ever really been here. Like mm-hmm. I still feel like we are birthing ourselves here. If I think of myself, I'm I'm, just, I'm still taking up my embodiment. I'm still still cycling, still learning. I'm way into menopause, but you know, I'm I'm in a phase right now. So thank God I woke up to my cycle in my uh, 30s. Um, you know, that's that's a, another story. But it was it was um, such resistance when I uh, again I had studied all this stuff and I had just lost this this baby. Um, and a friend invited me to this talk of this woman named Tamara Slayton, who was on feminine spirituality. And again, I had studied feminine spirituality and uh, I was like, oh, I've already done that. But she just wanted me to get out and be with people and be with women and stuff. Cause I just, I just lost the baby, but there's something about the posture my body was in. When you talk about vulnerability, vulnerability is like a superpower that is that is not, it is coming in with, you know, Brene Brown's work and this and that, but it is something that women actually, um, it's, it, it's a gift of estrogen, you know, it's a gift of the, of, of the whole cycle, just like what happens in the, in the earth, which is very different than the gift of testosterone. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a capacity to, uh, it's a life-giving capacity to cycle. If we are not, if that lining does not release we, we, the next round doesn't happen. If I don't exhale, you can imagine mm-hmm. taking an in-breath and never exhaling, mm-hmm. you know, you die, you explode, <laughs> you, you know, and the same too, imagine taking an out-breath and staying down in depression, down in the dark. We're like, that's not, but many of us stay down there because the way I feel it is like every human being isn't doing their part, the cycle. Mm-hmm. Now, men too, I just think women have direct access to our cyclic nature. And um, the irony is I'm teaching a class now that it's, it's, um, it's hard to talk about because the way we get to our, our nature, which is unchanging, which is transcendent, which is infinite chi, we are connected to all things always. Uh, I will always be water and air, always, you know? Uh, and the way we arrive at that is, as you said, through dissension, is through the cycle, is through the birth death cycle over and over and over. I'm doing it biologically, but your marriage is doing it. Your business is doing it. You're, you're happening with your mothering. Like, so you want to keep, you know, the, the way I say it is you keep the cycle close, but now I'm even going further and saying, keep your death close. Hmm. But women have it easier because you can follow if, if you're willing to track and really let that be your primary rhythm uh that be your primary clock and uh yeah i i just with what's happening in the world i don't i don't i don't, I don't see how that superpower that has to be brought back into the fold is going to happen without women waking up to, to that i mean you hear it different, you know, there's different things in business now, which sort of is annoying to me when you have these, you know, people talking about new paradigms. It's just like, we just freaking look at a woman, you know, we just let a woman just be, give her space, let her feel her life, let her connect with other women, let her trust, 
her her fuzziness and her need to go under the covers and under the blanket and and dream and and feel like there's a former time where that was needed and acknowledged. And it's so weird because the earth does it. It's like so once you click into this, that that's what happened to me with this talk I went to, the talk on feminine spirituality, all she talked about was menstruation. And, you know, I'm coming from India. I've been in, you know, studying yoga. And I was like, but, but I lost it. I lost the baby. So I was, I can't say I was vulnerable. I don't know how to describe. I was so grounded. You know how your menstruation, like in pregnancy and, you know, you're, there's, there's this muddy place you're living in or something, you know? So when she shared all this stuff about the need to bring menstruation back, I was blown away. I was, uh, I totally, my body totally understood what she said, but my mind was like, oh, no way. I can't. Hmm. There's so much that's gone underground. There's so much that I'm detached from that I don't like, you know? So all the body stuff, like, well, there's a huge part of my body I don't like. I was like, whoa. But I wasn't like super excited. <laughs> to, to to enter into this and like you know another weird thing that I you know I'm gonna do so it's 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 central it's central. Um, one of the most powerful experiences in this course, Women Awake, that you teach. One of the the classes is what you call the Hall of Shame, where yeah. you present quotes from very famous people. You present. Um, images of the female body that have been portrayed in magazines and media and start to show this picture of all the ways going back and back and back for thousands of years that we've really misunderstood women and the female body, that we've really pathologized women and the female body, that we've um, excluded it, denigrated it, kind of that the same, everything that you could say about how we treat the earth and this ecological crisis that we're in, you could say that about the female body. For me, it helped me really contextualize and understand my own relationship to my body and some unconscious beliefs that I had or, or ways of relating where, you know, growing up, it was like, it, it just felt really common. Um, well, I think, I think the biggest thing actually for me was Growing up, I felt like I was taught to relate to my body as an object from this like outside observer stance. So like I'm somewhere outside myself looking back and judging all of the ways that I don't measure up to some ideal. Um, and it was a huge shift to actually sink into a place of center, a place of subjectivity to reclaim um, not just what does my body look like from someone outside of it, but what does it feel like to be embodied? What does it feel like to take up space in my body and to um, be in relationship with the foods I eat and the things I drink and the movements that I do and the communities that I participate in and the environments that I'm a part of? And it sort of, I feel like that was kind of like my first you talk about like coming home to ourselves. That was like the first movement for me back home to myself. Yeah. Um, and when I think about these ancient traditions that you've studied, the theology that you've studied, so many of them have, have done that uh, like exclusion of, of women from positions of power, exclusion of the female voice, exclusion of our bodies and our own embodiment. So it's not hard to understand like how we got to this place. But I see you as really this 
pioneer helping people come home to themselves and come home to their relationship. And it feels like that's what's so needed in the world right now when we're we're more isolated than ever before, even though we're so connected, where our earth is, you know, dying left and right, where we're in the midst of all of these crumblings and falling apart, um, disintegration in, in this actually could be a really positive thing if you put it in, in the big cycle. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful for your, for your framing of that. And I think oftentimes in our culture, we, as women, especially feel like if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not living up to this cultural expectation of what a mother is, what pregnancy and birth should look like, that I am doing something wrong. Like it becomes like a very personal uh, personal impoverishment or something or personal failing out actually seeing our culture is broken. And so the yeah. fact that we're feeling discord with all of these things, it's right. a signal to us that we need to make changes. We need right. to learn to relate to ourselves in different ways. Right. And rebirthing happens in and through skin, ripped open to bring your babies in. Yeah. It happened through skin, you know, so to rebirth, um, uh, to rebirth a culture, it's happening in the skin of the old paradigm. I'm, I, I am operating and moving in these old systems that we created um, with huge missing parts, not just the women, but with knowing who the human being really is, who the human being really is. Uh, and that's like, in some ways it's out there stuff. I mean, maybe that's for another podcast, but it's, you know, the human being and, and in a lot of these traditions is the, is a conductor, is a transmitter. You're, you are a channel. Every human being is a channel. Now that, that means every human being has an authority. Every human being has direct access to, to life force, uh, to the more than human world. And I don't mean just the nature world, but the in, invisible spiritual realm here in my body, not out there. You know, so in ceremony work, when people will have an awakening and they're like, I'm so beyond. It's like, there is no beyond. There's no beyond. It's here. And that's how we, that's how we bring heaven to earth. You know, <laughs> that's how we we're birthing. Yes. These children, but we as a humanity are birthing, are birthing that by remembering who we really are. So mm-hmm. Kind of that dissonance you felt with culture where we feel the dissonance is so important because it's like oh that's old operating system you know um uh there's there's um all right so so sinking and feeling into that and that's going to come in and through in and through me i mean you brought up the hall of shame and i couldn't find a way because there's so much that women carry because we're so isolated that you know um it is, it is, I am feeling it and it is all mine, but it's not all mine. You know, it's not all mine. We're, we're carrying generations within us on purpose. I said yes to birth. I said yes to, to my, my, it's in my DNA. You know, it's the, the memory of, of this is my DNA, which is why I'm so scared to talk about things because of what happened. But that, that's not our only history. You know, in our DNA is also our, you know, our stellar nature, our, our celestial nature, our, you know, but we're so uh, aware of the pain body. The hall of shame was just this quick way to help women go like, this is a big, th- you are special and you're not so special. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is a bigger story than just 
um, than just you. And when we together, you know, feel all of the messaging that we have received about being female, about being bodies, about being voluptuous, about being messy, birth is messy, um, relationship is messy, life is messy, you know, when we all get to experience that through this, you know, it's this artistic kind of in the in-person class, it's like a, I just didn't want to spend so much time on, on the pain body, you know, uh, I, I kind of wanted to just have this imprint of this experience of this is a part of our history that women are the devil's gateway, Tertullian, you know, that women are of um, the earth. They're mutable and changeable, therefore untrustworthy. So there was a place where in our desire, this is a beautiful thing too, in our desire to look beyond, you know, and, and that, that sense that we are more than, you know, there's a place where animism also had its restrictions, where there was so much superstition. And so, you know, we were giving our power away to, to the gods. So in other words, all the movements of consciousness, including the over-exercised, I'm going to call it, solar forces or masculine forces have served us and what's it going to be like when the body and the earth and the wisdom that is in women today bring that back not not in a matriarchy i mean i'm not interested in any archies you know what i mean it's a new birth it's a new thing that none of us none of us know where it is but it's not out there so that's why we have to work with this system here this mm -hmm. one here women actually have it easier because they need strength which is the exact opposite message that you get, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the other things we do in the, in the Women Awake and Tamara, eventually I got, you know, I, I'm a great person to hold some of this information because I was so resistant. So the women that come in, I totally get their resistance, you know? So when I, I went out there and did some, some work with her, one of the things she realized is that in that first menstruation story, uh, so go back in your biography and, and just start to feel into that first story and what, if, if you can mythologize it, if you can remember it sort of, I was in seventh grade, I was in science class, you know, and I felt something in my pants and I went to the bathroom, but then start to fill out the, the, the story of it with the awareness of a day where that showing of the blood was an expression of a movement of your soul of your independence coming in same thing with the boy you know when the body start to starts to change and there's like an emergence um you know there's there's like whoa more of you is coming in so where's the community to say who who are you and why are you here and how can we support you in uh companioning your cyclic nature and the thing is, is in the, the other thing I've learned in teaching this is it's beautiful and it resonates and it lands. And then, and then women forget, like, it's hard. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we just still want this beautiful thing. It's like, no people, this is like, you know, uh, um, you know, this is a, this is what you have the ability to do. You have the ability to, to, to die, even be, you know, dismembered which if you're going to live a human life, you will have experiences that replicate your menstruation and help us sloughing off. Now, if you can work with that and have some wisdom in that, when does that need to happen 
in that, you know, project you're working on, or maybe you've been in some career for a long time or your marriage, you know, and if it's not, if it's not, there's something crusty, rusty starting to happen. So, but if you're in touch with that, that wisdom, you know, you can, it's not easy, but you can attend to it differently. Um, oh, going back to that story is so revealing again about the dissonance, about what wasn't there. And I call the, 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 our, 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 our period, our first menstruation as kind of the first really conscious ew. You know, I might've had some like, and then the subsequent ones of ew, my thighs are too big, my face, or I'm so dumb or whatever the other things. But if I'm carrying that around my body, which is actually a miracle, this thing is a miracle. We have so much recovery work to do around helping women gather and support each other uh, in really reclaiming their natural rhythm as their primary uh, guide and wisdom keeper and um, and not anesthetizing. So, you know, don't get me started on all this, you know, this other stuff that's being fed to women about, you know, having having power over your body and control over your body when in many ways you're just eating out of the hands of the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> yeah, that's what I get furious when I see like, the, the next frontier in menopause, like revolutionizing women's health, like take this medication to numb all symptoms so that you don't have to wake up to yourself, mm-hmm. which I understand it can be difficult, painful stuff comes up. So I don't want to demonize that in any way, but that, I think that shows how, how out of touch we are just with what the opportunities are and what's on offer in these experiences um, that yeah. we don't even we don't even question like what is lost when I'm not present to my experiences. What right. is lost when I'm just numbing myself through life? How right. how am I going to feel when I when I'm approaching death and I've never actually felt the experience of what it is to be human in this world? Um, so yeah, so in the absence in the absence of what you're talking about, and this is what we're trying to birth. And I don't know, we just it's a mess. We have to just gather as much as we can. But in the absence of that, culture will be your your guide and your teacher. Hmm. It will it will take over in the in that void um, of of not being able to listen to your body and the conditioning is thick. The conditioning is so so thick. Um, and so what's happened is we're afraid of our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, I understand, you know, birth is initiation and this is, it's such a powerful initiation for a woman. And we were just at this blessing way this past weekend. And the thing about initiation that people don't want to say is like, it's a threshold. And wherever there was an initiation, death was always close. Challenge was always a part of it because you're going to come out a new being, <laughs> you know? So there's a birthing that's happening for the woman too. And those elements, just like in nature, you know, that seed has to break itself or whatever's going to, going to come out. And imagine if, if women knew that, that that is what was, is happening in their, in their body, you know? Um, and to be supported to, to enter this, birth of themselves. Yeah. So that's what I I really hope that we are able to offer in this conversation and in a lot of the the other conversations um, throughout this season is just giving people 
different stories, different ways of languaging, different ways of understanding what is happening in pregnancy and birth. It feels like medicine and technology has sort of um, colonized the entire conversation. And so there's not actually room to experience anything else because you're trying to fit yourself into this really like narrow, small, tight story. And big parts of ourselves are getting cut out. Um, the the last topic that I really want to dive into with you, which you have mentioned in, in our conversation, but it's just how essential community is for this remembering, for this homecoming, for this reclaiming. Um, as you mentioned, we were just at a blessing way this weekend for a dear friend of ours. And something you said to me and, and that you said to the whole group in the blessing way was blessing way is a beautiful practice of honoring the mother before she goes into labor, but it's not just about her. It's actually, it's a ceremony for the whole community. Um, and when I looked out at the, I think there was 16 or 17 women gathered, each person was having their own experience in that space and their own relationship to motherhood, to birth, to pregnancy. Can you talk more about just how essential community is or about Blessing Way or anything that that sparked for yeah. you? Yeah. So two things on that. So I would say there's community and then there's ceremony. So community, there's a, there's a part of me and now science has proven this, you know, so it almost makes me laugh, but in the, probably in the seventies or eighties, two doctors out of UCLA did some studies on um, women, women's brains, et cetera. And the, the, the short version is that they realized that when women gather just simply, and this is what women, this is the thing, the body does this. And when the body's not doing it, the body's feeling not okay. So you're not feeling okay. Is your body helping you? Your body is telling you like, right. You know, so, sort of like if I haven't eaten, Oh, do I, do I, do I need to eat some protein? Do I need to eat some vegetable? You know, it's, it's some, the body's telling you something. So what they realized is that when women gather, um, which, which women will figure out ways to do, um, that all the happy hormones, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the dopamine, you know, all just starts to come on. So I, again, didn't need a scientific study to tell me, like, I enjoy being with my homies, you know, or with my soul sisters, you know, and, and the depth of intimacy. So taking the risks to trust your story that will, because it's, again, even our own stories don't belong to us. You know, it will help another woman um, begin to trust her own biography. And, and then she may follow you because you're going to be a leader in this. You are a leader in this. Um, but it's, it's getting them to wake up to their superpowers, you know? And so this is, this is healing the sisterhood. You know, so the whole competition thing has all come in because of isolation. So it's like, no, how do I, how do I, how do I come in myself? So they did subsequent studies. A friend of mine was involved in it actually, um, of women gathering, not like around a book club or a movie or, you know, a potluck or something or a trip, but gathering intentionally around um, kind of real stuff, like, uh, you know, real intimate, um, hard things to talk about kind of, kind of spaces. And what they found with that is an activation of the vagus nerve. So mm. the vagus nerve is the one that, you know, regulates the nervous system and brings you out of fight, flight, freeze. And, you know, so there was a whole depth of happy hormones going on, but also 
you know, and I notice in the women awake where the face gets really, and you can see the signs of the vagus nerve, the face gets flushed and the energy comes alive because we're talking about real things, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then the whole group gets to hold it and realize like, again, this is a shared human experience. You know, my shames and my, my terrors and my whatever is just not that unique. And the yeah. more we keep them like this, the more um, mechanicalized, you know, life is. So if I, and this group of, I call them 20, 20 womb wayfinders, you know, start to track your cycle, start to, you know, see, see how much you bleed, you know, start to um, connect with other pregnant women or start like reading something, you know, any of these things. But the bottom one is just gather, just like, just biologically, you know, notice the benefits of just intentionally gathering with women. Um, I think in, in pregnancy, especially in that postpartum phase, when it's so hard to get out of the house, when oftentimes people are just alone all day with a baby, I think, you know, we've got really high rates of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, I think it's because we're isolated and we're not with other women. Um, and so that is what, always what I tell friends going through pregnancy and birth is like, find a group of women that you like, you get your bodies together because the text and the zooms, even though like they're good, it's not enough. Just actually having your body in physical space with other women makes Mm -hmm. a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And even better if those women are talking about the experience of giving birth or postpartum or all of that. But, you know, if you look at one thing, that's really kind of having a renaissance right now in pregnancy and birth, which is so amazing is focus on the postpartum period. There's so many stories being circulated in our culture about other cultures and this 40-day rest period. Uh, So this is after you've had the baby. Um, This is in India. This is in South America, um, other places um, in, in China. You stay in bed for 40 days postpartum with your baby and your mom and your aunties and your sisters come over to your house to take care of you. So they do the cooking and they do the cleaning and your only job is bonding with your baby and healing your body because it's this big birth is a, is a big thing to go through. Um, and I think of when I was growing up, the stories that women told really proudly of how quick they got back to normal, of how quick they got their body back, of how quick they were back in the workforce and like, you know, being quote unquote, super women, I see those stories now through this lens of such scarcity of um, when we can't allow ourselves to slow down all of the the things that we're missing in our connection and our relationships, in our own healing, in our ability to just process and integrate our stories and what happened. Um, yeah, that's and, a, and that, I, I, I definitely want to talk about the ceremony thing, but I really, I, I wrote that down when you, the 40 days of, of rest and what's happening is because what, what happens when, when we need to get the, the, the feminine, the mother, the, the void, the fertile void, we all come from darkness. Everything's born out of darkness. That's how spring gets here. You know, we need to put that back at the center of, of, of the wheel of life. So especially when you are having a a, a child, there's you, your personality, your child, your family, but you are a a proxy. You are uh, something more than just uh, Tamara when you do that. So when you are resting for 40 days, and that's why we have 
her at the center because you, mother, need to be okay and supported for not just your child, but for future generations. Mm -hmm. So it's for the earth. It's for the future generations. And the other thing that happens is it takes time for that baby to come in. This is the other thing. It's like you see this physical baby come out, but imagine just, just forget whichever your belief systems are. They're in, they're in liquid, you know? Um, if, if all there is is chi, before that, they were in some, some sort of source energy or in the field, you know? Um, then they're in form. So this being that is going to be more evolved than I am, please, you know, the next generations, um, it needs time to get, like if you might imagine it, land in the in the body. Mm. So the being is also needing needing that 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 space to leave from the aquatic to air to have energy uh, come come in for my sake. Mm. So your baby for my for my sake because they they are you know hopefully gonna bring the next the next awareness of consciousness to our connection to each other, to the earth, um, you know, and again, there'd be a ceremony for the, for the, for the, the child. And then when the mother does move, there's a, a welcoming back of the family because it's a new system, you know, and we get so excited at spring and we look to see what's going to come up and all of that. Like it, it's so, once you get there, you'll just see it's one big duh, you know, it's like, all right, why aren't we doing that with the family? The yeah. family's, now entering into spring it's a whole new family yeah. you know and is there kind of a mark uh, just a gentle marking of that that's actually natural you know but your generation especially is just with all the technology it's just going to have to bring consciousness to everything you know um i do want to say one last thing about the ceremony space which you mentioned is when we gather in this way it's like we are really helping each other remember you know, which was sort of a tagline to Women Awake 25 years ago, because people are saying like, oh, you know, you're teaching, you're this or that. And I was like, I don't know that I'm, um, it's more like I'm remembering what I've been cut off from. Hmm. Uh, I have cut myself off from. And then it's there though. So all you have to do is, it's not like I have to go seek it. You know what I mean? It's not like out there. Hmm. And so in the gathering of, of you know, we did the, the blessing way, it's helping us remember that we are aligning to forces that are always happening. It's like, we just happen to see, I uh, imagine surfers, you know, they're on a surfboard and they're consciously looking for that, that wave that's coming, the waves come. And that's what this is like. There are forces that are moving that are creating this miracle. And then we are coming around it to go like, we are, we are part of this. So mm-hmm. it's something it's something that we're showing up to as one person in the, in our, in our circle shared and, and everybody receives a transmission of some sort. I mean, there's a healing that happens for everyone. You got to birth your medicine, you know, which I hope you share with people one day in a way that you wouldn't have gotten to if we weren't in the blessing way. So yes, it was about our, our friend and this baby and the two grandmas there, but it helped healing for everybody. And then there's a larger, larger impact that it also is, is affecting, you know, and we're aligning with these forces in nature that you feel in your body. It's very hard to talk about. And that's ceremony because ceremony, we're entering into a timeless, you know, this has been done. There's a time we remembered this. It wasn't weird to face the East and call the directions, you know, now it's just like, 
you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I still feel like I'm remembering and, you know, awkward because people haven't done this and who am I to, da, da, da. and then it's just like, just, I just want to keep remembering. And so yeah. a situation like that, like, yeah, I'm facilitating, but I'm there for me. I'm there for me to keep deepening my embodiment hmm. as a woman, as a mother, as now in a new phase. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a phase of the cycle now of some, you know, disintegration reemergence. And I'm so grateful that I have consciousness of my nature because it's been a difficult three months of letting go of some forms. And it wasn't on purpose. Like, you know, when you disorient your life on purpose, like you quit your job or you, you know, then you know you're entering into a thing. And then whatever it is that we can't quite contact that it's complete, but I'm not aware of it, life helps us. well that's the I mean to me that's the journey of pregnancy and birth is like your body is it's on a it's on a pathway so whether you want to like catch up with it or be conscious of it or not like your body is continuing to grow your baby will be born regardless of if you know anything you know this is the thing that I see so much in in friends and in myself and in women that I work with is we've turned pregnancy into this research project um, like there's so much information. Um, last year we interviewed 250 women, and the thing that they said across the board was, "I feel really overwhelmed, and I feel really scared." And yeah. when we're taught to orient to our experience in this outside way of I have to acquire all of this information outside of myself, we lose touch with who we are. You know what we've been talking about is a different orientation, a different way of relating. Of instead of externalize everything, coming back to center, coming back to inside ourselves and inside our own experience, which actually we don't have to know anything because our body knows what it's doing. And our yeah. heart and spirit is like, it's we're working in, in collaboration with each other. And they're inviting us into deep wisdom that we need not only for our own lives, but our communities need it and our world needs it. Right, 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 right. Right. And that, and when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel, when you notice yourself feeling scared, guidance, thank your body. Mm-hmm. That, that is when that dissonance is there, there's like um, course correction, mm-hmm. pay attention. Okay. Yeah. You know, it might be hard to disengage, but talk to, talk to a friend about it. You know, it's, go sit your butt on the ground, you know, somewhere, because this is all new the whole information age is, you know, what do they say? The industrial age was a thousand years. I'm sorry, the farm, the agricultural development was a thousand years. The industrial age took hundreds of years. The technological age has been decades, you know? So in other words, this is, this does not have as deep a grip on us as, as, as we think, you know, we know what to do and, and it's easier to make those plug back in, in a community of women. Yeah. This is what we said to our friend is, you know, the body knows how to do this. I remember looking around, you know, my first child going like, look at all these women going, okay, I'm, I'm, they're all walking, you know, somehow they're all walking and they're pushing their baby. Like, yeah, I was aware of death. I was aware of how's this thing going to get out of that little hole, you know? I mean, it was just like, but there was something of just, even though I didn't have a circle or anything, just leaning into, in my mind, in my eyes, in my heart, just the tribe the tribe of women, you know, the tribe of women that's in us. We, we know, we know how to do this. And exactly what all women in that age are feeling is a part of your, the part of what you're to bring 
part of what you're to birth. How's culture going to change if not through you, if not through me, you know? Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I want to say that I see around calling women is the intergenerational aspect. This is where I'm so grateful to you, but I sort of feel the same at, you know, 60, whatever I am as I did when I was 30, but I, I'm more familiar with it. So uh, it's just because I've patterned it more, but there is something about the initiation of each other and the need um, to, to do that. So part of me wants to say, grab, grab your elders. They forget, they forget who they are and it's, and it's needed and it's a co-creative remembering, you know? So I'm noticing with all the information that even some great stuff that's out online about women and women's empowerment and stuff, sort of the, the this one generation staying unto itself. And it's like, ah, you know, you have yeah. the old forest and the new forest and, and the old forest is going to be the new forest, you know? So just um, to be mindful of, and they'll feel uncomfortable. And so what? Keep acting them because we, we, we've, all, we've all forgot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a teaching that a circle is not complete until you have a child, an adult, and an elder. Um, yeah. And I think about that a lot in the circles I've participated in with you. And especially at this blessing way, a friend of ours walked in halfway through with her baby, um, with baby Iris. And as soon as she arrived, I felt just like a an exhale of like, okay, we're all here now. Um, even though, you know, there's the baby in the belly, but um just yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing her outside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, you know, I'll speak for my, for, from my own experience too, of having friends like you and Ash and friends who are 10 years, 20 years further than me down the road. It's so comforting to be able to look ahead and see the cycles that you're going through, knowing that one day I'm going to walk through those and right. watching how you navigate that just helps give me confidence um, that I, when I, when it's my turn to approach that that stage to be at the center of that cycle, it's not going to be as, as lonely or as isolated. Yeah. 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 No, we definitely need, need each other. Yeah. yeah. I feel that with you. Thanks for calling me in. Yeah. Thanks for in calling many me in. Ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think um, that feels like a great end to me. Is there any, anything else that you're aware of that needs to be spoken or that wants to be said, or that we haven't touched on? Hmm. Yeah, so much, Um, you know, amidst, amidst so much confusion, you know, in, in the world that we're walking through is just to remember, actually, um, actually, you are not confused. You are not confused as, as, as a human being that took birth, that took that first breath, that knew innately, you know, how to be in a body you know, the way you're, you're going to watch your baby, you know, do this, that's in you, you know, so who you are and what you need and the resources to be in your path, to bring your unique energy to the field of awareness at this time is there. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that, that seeking, seeking out, that's great. You know, notice that and just, just uh, come back. You, you, yeah. It's really true that you you are what you need, and the remembering of that can be expedited in um, intentional um, circles. Yeah, yeah, not alone. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's both and. The cycle does that, both and, you yeah. know? Not yeah. alone. That's what we said to Colette this weekend. No, you're actually going to be alone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are going to be doing this alone. But, you know, may, 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 there, may there be, uh, you know, people walking with you. And when you feel like they aren't, close your eyes and feel the tribe. Feel that the ancient mothers and all the circles of women who walked and are walking with you now mm. you know? that's what I, I kept reminding myself again and again when I was pregnant that even though this was my own unique journey and I was having my own experience that literally the very first human beings the very first woman who existed on earth we women have been giving birth every generation since then and birthing humanity into existence again and again and again for hundreds of thousands of years so you know it's we're not the only ones that have done this and that there is this this wisdom tradition that exists in our bodies in our communities that we're remembering together um you know that was i think that was the thing that had felt so confusing beforehand like just like looking around and reading what to expect when you're expecting and just feeling like is that it is that all that we've learned over hundreds of thousands of years is like you know you'll feel nauseous and that's bad and your baby might have this thing wrong with it you know it's like yeah. there is this tradition does exist this wisdom does exist and it's within all of us and between all of us yeah and trust 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 your body trust life yeah the whole thing <laughs> well Therese, thank you so much for this conversation today yeah um, I'm so grateful for for you in my life, for everything that you've helped me remember, um, the every for everything that you've remembered in your own life, and for all of the the ripples of that outward. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me and just love walking with you, weaving, remembering. Weaving. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Birth of a Mother. If you like what you heard, please subscribe or share us with a friend. If you want to learn more about upcoming gatherings, free resources, or new episodes, visit tend.us and sign up for our newsletter. You can also find us on Instagram at tend.us. Thank you to my editor and producer, Rome Esmali at Lumen Vision Sound. Thank you to my mom for the childcare. And thank you, Tim Shriver, Tori Kramer-Elsner, Brandon Sharp, Rob Jansen, and Travis Day for the encouragement and moral support. It truly takes a village to make a podcast. <laughs>